holy occasion, privilege, joy that we can come together and gaze the beauty of our Lord. Will you please open our eyes, O God, that we may truly behold and give us the power to comprehend the reality of cross. Lord, Paul writes that we look in the mirror, but one day we will see him face to face. Help us, O oh God, that we may continue to learn the way, the truth, and life in Christ alone. I thank you, Lord, for each person, those who are here this morning. We commit our life in your loving hands. Lead us and guide us. Your word will never return in void, so please accomplish your purpose for which you are going to minister to us by your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. What a joy. What a privilege. Sometimes you get lost in the wonders of the cross. Who we are that God's only son could come down and he who knew no sin was made sin for us. That very word, I cannot fathom that he made himself of no reputation. We are living in a time where everybody would like to live up to the reputation. Here is God incarnated, left his reputation and came in the form of a man as a bond servant and die for the dust whose days are numbered and yet he adopted us into his family. That is so wonderful, so wonderful. I hope you take time to gaze the beauty of the cross and give the glory because cross has changed our destiny. Cross has changed the destiny. And um, we are so grateful, so grateful. Well, we had set aside this particular Lord's Day as a question and answer. And uh, I think you have no question, so I'm very happy for that. But those who have a question, uh, I have Two, but I'm going to deal with only one right now. Uh, and if you have any comments, compliments, be ready to speak so we can think about and give glory to God. Because we all are learner. We're all learners. And by the way, this is, uh, I believe this is the last Lord's Day for our dear beloved Hart family. And we shall be truly, truly missing you. Truly missing you. Your contributions and especially in Bible study, I can speak for Bible study right now, that your presence had been such an encouragement to me personally. And uh, we'll miss you. But we know that you are in a good hand of the Lord. 
and he is leading you and our prayers are with you the lord would go with you go before you and guide you lead you because you are going from known to the unknown and that is like ruth going from moab to bethlehem and um, but the lord was with ruth and the lord is with you and he will lead you every step and as you have been the blessings here you will be blessing there also and if we don't see you one day we have a hope we will see one another it's wonderful wonderful <clears throat> i have two question but i developed only one today is there i have a friend though and who always claim to be christian goes to the church but i also notice that there are no spiritual fruits or the choices that are made does not coincide with the scripture how can i help that person well we need to understand the whole doctrine of salvation that what is this salvation is all about salvation is old life crucified the new life get in that is true salvation that paul writes in galatians chapter 2 verse 20 that i crucify myself so salvation is not just mental faculty or psychological faculty or any other kinds of decision salvation is internal change internal change the things i used to do i do them no more the places i used to go i place them no more the money i used to spend i spend them no more why because there is a great change has taken place in my heart and then another thing you know peter james talks about that that if you have a faith then you show me by your fruit right if you have a faith i want to see the fruit don't just say brother i love you god bless you see you next lord's day and poor man has no food do i say brother god bless you and go ahead and enjoy your life when he doesn't have anything on a plate James was right he said show me the fruit Abraham believed God but and he compensated by his work and that was sacrificing his do you love me more than that that is so true so willfully commit your life salvation you have to understand the whole doctrine of God that you completely die with christ then only christ lives in us and even jesus said not my will but your will be done right not my will but your will be done so completely yielding your life dying yourself living for christ and then you have the fruit of righteousness fruit of righteousness 
you know, before this question came, you know, how wonderful it is. The, the Lord laid on my heart about John chapter 15. And you know John chapter 15, that was one of the claims of Christ. There are seven claims in book of John, the book of John, uh, gospel of John, that I am the bread of life. John chapter 8, uh, John chapter 6, I am the bread of life. John chapter 8, I am the light of the world. John chapter 10, I am the true door. And same John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. And chapter 11, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And sorry, John chapter 11, I am the resurrection and life. And then John chapter 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then the seventh claim of Christ in John chapter 15, I am the true wine. I am the true wine. And my father is the wine dresser or gardener. I studied this especially for this and I did not know this question is coming up. But I had in my mind about fruit-bearing Christianity. Fruit-bearing Christianity. Reading the New Testament by Jesus' time, Israel apostasy had made her empty wine. God has chosen Israel. Not because there were many, but because there were few. And God said that you are my treasure. And... Uh, he said, I want you, in Abraham, he said, I will bless you all. So God gave them laws. Why did he give law? Because God wanted his people to be unique in every decision, in every food laws God had given about everything. The, the Canaanites, the Hittites, Jebusites, and all kinds of lies there were there. And they had all kinds of food. And God told through Moses that you have to eat this kind. So these people will know that you are my unique people. And I want you to be blessings. And God's people fail miserably. Miserably. So Israel apostasy had made her empty wine. And disqualified her. As a channel of God's blessing. Such blessings flow from the union with God. And such blessings flow in New Testament with union with Christ. With union with Christ. The true wine Jesus is talking about. The word true describes the real as distinct from the type. There is a typology and there is a reality. And the genuine as opposed to the counterfeit. The sun is the true wine in the same sense. The sun is the true light. You understand this very important thing. So, Jesus is talking about abiding in me. And you shall bring forth uh, abiding, abide, uh, abiding me and you shall bear the fruit. So the blessings of abiding branches, John chapter 15, verse 5, three distinct blessings. Remember, three distinct blessings. Number one, they bear fruit. It's simple. They bear fruit, which clearly contrasts them from the false branches. Secondly, 
they abide. They bear fruit. Secondly, they abide, remain, continue. The word abide in Greek is hupomeno. Now, let me explain what does hupomeno stands for. Man, hupo, under, meno, remain, under, remain. That means fish can be existing only when fish remains under water. Tree stands, but his root is always abided in the ground. Birds always, where the, where, where the bird flies? In a basement? Bird flies in the sky. So the word in is hupomeno, continually remain under. Then only there is existence, then only there is a fruit, then only there is a life. What Jesus was talking about, that abide in me, remain under me. And we'll find out what he meant. Third blessings, they live according to the source of life by obeying God's commandments. So here we are talking about <coughs> fruit bearing, abiding branches. They bear fruit, they abide in him, and there the source is continually obeying God's word. So that is the fruit bearing. That is what the Lord would have you and me to do by following Christ's obedient example. As our Lord instructed in John chapter 8 verse 31. Constant, consistent obedience always proves that our love for Christ is real. Like if you love me, what did he say? You keep my commandment. If you love me, you keep my commandments. Don't just say, I love you, Lord. Lord doesn't need that word. If you love me, obey my word. Obey my word. Don't give empty words. That was one of the indictments the Lord gave. <coughs> In Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, please turn with me. Isaiah 29, verse 13. Thank you, Tim. Do you hear what Isaiah was crying out against Jewish people, God's own people, that you honor me with your words, by your lips, but your heart is way, way, way back. If you love me, keep my commandment. There is no alternate. There is no alternate. That doesn't mean, my beloved, that we, as a believers, we always obey the Lord. I don't obey always. But when the Holy Spirit blows the whistle, I say, Lord, you're right, I'm wrong. That's wonderful that we have a communication by the Holy Spirit. When you off, immediately blow the whistle like a referee. 
like the referee. So in John chapter 15, verse 2, he said, Every branch that bears fruit, what does, what, what does the, the uh, vine dresser does? He prunes. That is the hard part. God's pruning is not likable to anyone. Every branch that, that bears fruit, he prunes it. So why? So that it bear much fruit. Much fruit. More fruit. God prunes the true believers by removing whatever keeps them from righteousness and, and fruitful results. What keeps away, God prunes it. God prunes it. And that is very hard. You know, my friends, have you been to the OR? Operation Theater. Have you been to the Operation Theater? It's mind-boggling. You see all the instruments. And you are walking in, and the doctor is introducing also. The doctor, listen. If you're going to do surgery, I don't want to use this. I don't want you to do, use this. Doctors, what do you know about that? What do you know about that? He said, doctor, but it doesn't look good to me. He said, you want me to do best of you or you want to do by your own self? Who knows better, doctor or you? That's how we always do with the Lord. When the Lord starts pruning, we say, Lord, hold on. I, I don't think that is needed me. I think you're mistaken, Lord. The Lord said, you want bearing fruit or you want to remain just like that? Lord's scissor, Lord's knife is very sharp. Sometimes we say, back off. And you know, when you say back off, you remain fruitless. How many people who come under the roof like this, people who always put their finger and hand on God as a back off. And we remain fruitless. We remain fruitless. Pruning includes divine discipline. Pruning includes divine discipline. As the scripture reminds us, it is for discipline that you endure. Remember, God deals with, as his own son, he deals with, and his own daughter. For what son there whom his father does not discipline? Hebrews chapter 12, 7, and it says that. So discipline which might involve trials, discipline involves pain, discipline involves God's blade, cuts in two. When sculpture decides to make a good article of the marble, he would not use the manicure on that marble, but 
chisel and uh, all kinds of hard tools and cut all the edges. And then the final product comes and say, wow, what a beautiful. That's how the Lord does. That's how the Lord does. Remember, God uses adversity and suffering to prepare his own for the scriptural pruning. For the scripture pruning. What did David say in Psalm number 119 and verse 67? Turn with me, please. Psalm 119, verse 67 and verse 71. You can read that. Psalm 119, 67, and 71. Psalm 19, verse 67. 119. Verse 67, and then 71. Thank you, Jane. It was good for me to be afflicted. Why? So I learned your way. How do I, how do I learn God's way until I have gone through the valley? When you go through the valley, then only you enjoy the richness of the height. Height. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Remember, hupomeno, under remain. So neither can you unless you abide in me, in me. Jesus' words on the vine and the branches emphasizes significant truth concerning Christian conduct. You know, we have so many professed Christian, but it's very few who possess Christ by their conduct. Every true branch believer, every true branch believer who abides in Christ is the true wine will bear spiritual fruit. Please remember, there is no such thing as a fruitless believer. Do you get it? There is no way in the scripture you find a fruitless believer. It doesn't match with what you call yourself. Please remember that there is no such thing as a fruitless believer. Remind, remember Jesus' word. John chapter, Matthew chapter 3 verse 8 and Jesus declared in Luke chapter 6 verse 43. Oh, this, you know, when John the Baptist was preaching, he was the first preacher in the New Testament, right? When he began to preach, people began to come. And he preaches, repent. Repent. And then later on in the same word, he says, bear the fruit with repentance. Do you get it? 
bear the fruit with repentance and what did jesus say in luke chapter 6 verse 43 please turn with me luke chapter 6 verse 43 this is jesus his own word luke 6 43 John looks sorry looks 643 There you are There we have Jesus his own word good tree bears good fruit bad tree bears bad fruit you cannot compromise with two so remember you show them by your conduct and there is no fruitless believer fruitless believer fruitless and then the true disciple cannot bear fruit by his own we have to be abiding with the lord we have to be abiding with the lord genuine <coughs> spiritual branches attached to the true vine will produce fruit the apostle paul describes such fruit is love joy peace long suffering right fruit of the spirit praise is another spiritual fruit praise is another fruit of the spirit not only the all the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace galatians chapter 5 but also hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 that praise is the fruit of the spirit that you praise the lord all the time everything you praise then meeting other people's need is a spiritual fruit meeting other people's need <coughs> that you know the need of other brother or sister and when you provide that need is that that you're producing spiritual fruit i want that i want that it's wonderful that you meet the need that is all the whole missionary enterprises right either you go on a mission field or you stand behind those who go forward and and by your support you're offering spiritual fruit that's wonderful wonderful God honoring behavior is also spiritual fruit. You know how many people call themselves believer but their behavior is absolutely heathens. And that's why people don't I say I don't want. That's why you said I don't go to church because there are so many hypocrites. To them I will say come on you will be more once you come it's wonderful that you can join in a hypocrite group. I know people say I don't go to church I always say because you are not called out by God. Right? What is church? Called out people. It is God who calls people. He said I don't go to church. I said wait, God will call you one day, but he's not as called out. That's why you're not here. Honoring behavior further blessing Christ proves that those who abide in him 
His divine love has been promised to us. Divine love. In John chapter 15, verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Faithful obedience is essential to experiencing God's gracious and merciful love. Secondly, the cultivating blessings for all abiding branches is joy. Our joy doesn't come from the outside, but our joy rules from inside to outside. You understand, my beloved. The world's joy controls them from outside circumstances. But believer's joy controls from inside to outside. It's a different thing. Why people go to happy hour? Because they want joy. They want good time. Our good time controls from inside to outside, not outside to inside. Jesus is promised to convey the, to Christians that same joy he always shared with his father. Wonderful. So the divine joy will permeate and guide the lives of all who live in communion with the Lord. In his high priestly prayer, Jesus repeated in John chapter 17 and verse 13. So the obedient saints received joy inexpressible with full of glory. Glory. That's why, beloved, we were talking yesterday. The, the martyrs, they were martyred. They were born on the stake. They were singing, praising God. Because they knew this earthly tabernacle soon will be over. Whether you are born on the stake or whether you are killed on the automobile experience, one day there will be end. Either way, you are going to end. So martyrs, they had a joy inside, controlling outside. He said, when the, when the early believers were born on the stake, the people who were watching, he said, look at that, how they are happy. Look at the joy on their face. Because they were controlled by the Spirit of God from inside to outside. That's a different, friends, difference. Obedient saints receive joy. And then there is a solemn warning from the Lord. Very solemn warning. It's hard for... People to understand non-abiding branch. What happens? Non-abiding branch. John chapter 15 verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as branch and dries up. And they gather them up, cast them into the fire, and they burn. That's a hard word. That's hard word. I always say there are two things will happen. Either you bow or you burn. You bow or you burn. Was it not John the Baptist sage? 
that he will baptize you with water and then with fire. Hard word. Hard word. Hard word. These non-abiding or non-abiders are not believers. They're not believers. They're not believers losing their salvation, nor are they fruitless believers. There is no fruitless believers. All genuine believers bear fruit. Imagine, my beloved, people who come under the roof, week after week after week, bear the fruit, there will not be a single space available. Because people want to be with you. You know why? Because the Lord is with you. All genuine believers bear fruit. So these fruitless believers have to be unbelieving or false disciples. And we know for sure the Lord promised that he would not discard any true believers. That's what the eternal security is all about, is it not? I know my sheep and they hear my voice. They will not go after any other person. I know my sheep and they hear my word. And he said, those who come, I will never cast them out. Isn't it wonderful, friends? What a glorious promise for the genuine believers that he would never discard us. In the context, the phrase in me does not refer to believers' union with Christ as Paul often used this expression. But here it simply denotes those who only outwardly attach in him. Those who outwardly attach in him. The New Testament has many descriptions of this, this kind of people who will always be around the true church. Our Lord called them tares or weeds. The tares and weeds will grow together with a true seed or, 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 or yes, true seed. And the Lord said, I will ask the angel to collect first the tares and burn them up. So there is always, and such people who are the fruitless, coming under the roof, not bearing the fruit, they walk away. You know why? Because they never belong to true church. You understand? John says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 19, they were with us, but they never belonged to us. Never belong to us. Non-abiding branches eventually leave the fellowship. And in the doing, they reveal their unbelieving heart. So we never regret for those people because the God is removing. Those who are living, those who live disobedient life, unbearing fruit, 
and 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 and, and such people become the stumbling block for the true church paul had to deal with that in timothy in second the first timothy and also first uh, corinthians although such branches often think they are headed for heaven but in reality they are on the broad road and going for hell or destruction jesus is talking about what is the fate of the non abiding branches jesus warned that at the end of the age angels will come forth and take the wicked among the righteous and throw them in the fire and they will get the baptism of fire hard hard the baptism of fire jesus prom john prom is john told them john told them he will baptize you with water and he will baptize you with fire the stern question of such people lord lord did we not prophesy in your name you know my beloved what did jesus say in the sermon on the mount you shall know the tree why what ye shall know the tree by their fruit if there is no fruit you question the authenticity of their confession there is no fruitless believer if you have to be fruitful abide in god abide in christ abide in his word abide in his love without that there's nothing there's nothing and beloved i my heart longs and i speak for pastor marty that our heart longs that if we would have fruit bearing disciples in the body of christ then you don't have to talk to anybody about christ you know why because they will see the fruit and say hey i want that i want that and my prayer the lord would raise such brand of christians fruit bearing fruit bearing how can you advise how can you counsel those who claim to be christian and not bearing the fruit check it out whether you have completely yielded surrender yourself to him or you are holding something in your hand because there is nothing fruitless believer either you walking on a broad way or you are walking on narrow way and you know you 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 see in your own family you see in your own neighborhood you see in your coworkers who profess that they're christian but the fruit is different thing pray for them ask the lord how can i help them how can i minister to their need and 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 help them to see the truth 
you shall know the tree by their fruit. By their fruit. I wrote in the end, these are the words. It dawned on me this morning as I was preparing again. Righteous behavior only characterized true believer who was faithful from the heart. God's righteous actions only characterize his true character and holiness. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is fruitless, sinking sand. And I hope one day you will hear, Lord, this is what you expected from me and this is what I have done by your Holy Spirit. Praise be to you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so very much for inviting us as your true disciples. And as the true disciples, Lord, you would have us to bear fruit. And Lord, we know that without you, we, can do, we cannot bear fruit. So teach us, O oh God, how to abide in your word, how to abide in your love, how to obey your word, that through our life, we may bring forth fruit for your only glory. What has not been done, O oh God, I confess, I ask forgiveness. What has been done, Lord, we offer our sacrifice to you. May you be praised in everything. Prepare us now, Lord, for our worship service and people, those who come under the roof, open their eyes, open their heart to see the truth in their own personal life. Bless your servant, Lord, and bless the singing of the choir, our giving, our fellowshipping in everything, Lord. May Jesus Christ be praised. In Christ's name we pray.